0: Hey, everybody, it is Julia. Hey, I want to thank you for sharing my podcast with your friends. And you know what would be fun? If you guys went to the Apple podcast app and left me a review, if you had time to do that, I would be so grateful. But if you don't like my podcast, don't do it because I only want five star reviews. Anyway, I wanted to share some thoughts about self-care today because I think as a collective people, the world has never been more in need of intentional self-care. I have been hearing from a lot of my friends lately that they are burnt out. And it makes sense because we're all feeling more isolated than usual, we're missing our routines and our social circles, I know I am cooking way more than I usually do and we have kind of lost our general sense of security. All of this is leaving us alone with our feelings and we are reflective on our lives in a new way. So we don't have our routines to distract us from what we're really feeling. And I've talked to a lot of people who are feeling anxious in ways that they don't typically experience. A few months ago, sheltering in place was still kind of a novelty and we were all baking bread and doing puzzles and maybe feeling cozy at home. But the idea that this is potentially our new normal seems hard for people to accept. I was chatting with a friend just the other day who goes to the mall almost every day just to have a routine to look forward to. And I've really been missing my summer travel. My son's big vacation for the summer will have been the day trip he took to Wyoming to buy fireworks. So it is a weird time and people are stressed and I've noticed that many of the people I interact with are not caring for themselves properly. So today I wanted to discuss self-care, what it really is and what it might look like for different people and why it's so important. I think a lot of people think that self-care is kind of a hobby for people who have extra time and money for massages and manicures and golfing like they equate self-care with a spa day and think of it as something indulgent and maybe even shallow and an even bigger misconception about self-care is that it is selfish but having a selfish attitude means that you are solely focused on your own wants and needs with no consideration for others like being selfish means that you're trying to take from others in order to benefit yourself on the other hand practicing self-care just means replenishing your own physical and emotional life without taking from anyone else. So as a result of proper and regular and real self-care outside of the spa, you will have more resilience and energy to give to yourself but also to other people and projects and work that you care about. So self-care is not just about what happens at the spa and it's not selfish but it is actually necessary if you want to feel good and better care for others. So self-care is any and everything you do deliberately for your mental, physical, and emotional well-being. That is a broad that's a broad definition. And it covers a lot of things. As simple and important and logical as this sounds, many of us still neglect our own self-care. And this is why deliberately is one of the most important words in this particular definition. So again, self-care is anything and everything you deliberately do for your mental, physical and emotional well-being. Self-care encourages you to maintain a healthy relationship with yourself. And as a result, you can maintain healthy relationships with others more easily. When we are constantly giving without taking the time to restore ourselves, We are destined to start feeling resentful and burnt out. And is this the type of service you want to offer others? Service, this type of service with air quotes around it, done from a place of resentful obligation doesn't sound like fun for either the giver or the receiver. So paying adequate and deliberate attention to our own well-being, i.e. practicing self-care, actually means that you're not just considering your own needs but you're restoring and refilling yourself so that you can be the best version of yourself for the people around you and for you. And this is a much better recipe for productivity, for a higher quality of life and for healthier relationships. To be extra clear, when I say self-care I'm not talking about self-indulgence which involves quick little fixes that make us feel better temporarily like guilty pleasures that aren't actually good for us, like eating ice cream every night or something like that. Self-care is not about superficial moments, but is about taking a serious interest in our own needs and desires. And self-care is also not something that we force ourselves to do or something we don't enjoy doing. We might think that self-care means forcing ourselves to get up at 5 a.m. to exercise, even though we're exhausted. Self-care is something that recharges us rather than something that depletes us. So now that we know what self-care really is, what it isn't, why it's not selfish, the next thing about self-care is that it requires that you choose doing it deliberately. It will not happen unless you intentionally make space for it. And it's often the thing we need most to help us manage our lives effectively and to grow. Now I know I love to read self-improvement books and probably a lot of you do too, some of you don't, but we may tell ourselves that we're practicing self-care by reading and thinking and talking about all these concepts that can help us become better people and so we're good. Look at all the information we're consuming about improving ourselves, right? But reading and thinking and talking about something isn't the same as doing it. If you really want to feel restored and balanced, you've got to actually take the action to do the self care practices on purpose. Now I've talked to many people and listened to enough podcasts on topics like this, that I know that a lot of people, particularly women have this idea that it's admirable, admirable to ignore our own needs and to serve without any thought for ourselves and it's even an ideal that I think a lot of people strive for. So while we might believe that our actions are purely giving and caring, and this makes us such good people and such good mothers by serving with this attitude, I think we are actually often expecting something in return. And even more often, this type of attitude leads to resentment. I know I have certainly been guilty of giving and giving, believing I was being so nice, but then ultimately felt resentful when I was completely depleted and then felt even more ticked off when other people didn't give back or even acknowledge my efforts. So when the giving is all one way, that isn't healthy or fair. Consider that a lot of us don't take care of ourselves because we're waiting for other people to do it for us in return for all the stuff we do for them. But I have news for you. They aren't going to do it because they can't fill our emotional cups and our emotional needs. Because the feeling that we're waiting for others to provide for us comes from self-care which leads to self-love or also the other way around self-love that leads to self-care. And these are both huge topics for another day. Self-love is a huge topic. But when we take care of our own needs through deliberate self-care, we are more independent and therefore less codependent which means we're going to be less needy and re- less reliant on other people to fill our emotional needs, which really isn't their job and isn't even healthy and really isn't possible. So, when we take responsibility for our own physical and emotional and spiritual care, we are more available to connect with others from a place of healthy, from a healthy and centered place rather than a place of like clingy, resentful expectation. Your self-care is your responsibility and nobody else's. Now, taking care of children is certainly a different story because actually parents are totally responsible for the care of their children and chances are those children are not going to reciprocate. But if you're in a healthy emotional state, child care can be very gratifying instead of a recipe for burnout and exhaustion. And it's inevitable that we're all going to feel burnt out and exhausted at some point. But at those times, we just need to up our self-care regimen. So I talked about another benefit of practicing good self-care in an episode I did a little while ago called People treat us the way we treat ourselves. And the reminder from that episode is that people will treat us the way we treat ourselves. People look to how we treat ourselves and present ourselves as a gauge for how valuable we think we are. And then they will treat us accordingly. You can practice this. I challenge you to do so. When you show people that you're willing to sacrifice yourself in order to take care of others, they are going to expect that from you and will consider your needs as less important. So what you're doing is creating a pattern that may not leave you in the best mental or emotional space when you don't practice good self-care. So keep in mind that if you want to be treated with care and respect by others, you need to treat yourself with care and respect. Also, a lot of my listeners are parents and so ask yourself, what kind of behavior do you want to model for your children? Do you want to raise children who learn to ignore their own needs? For sure you don't want to do that. So let's be mindful about the example we're setting for them and for others. When we neglect our own self-care, it ultimately boils down to the idea that we think others are worth more than we are. By treating ourselves as if we are worthy of time and effort, even if we don't believe it at first, it will have a surprising positive ripple effect on all aspects of our lives, and I really mean all of them. Sometimes you have to just take that action first, practice good self-care, and then the positive feelings will follow. And sometimes taking simple action towards self-care will feel uncomfortable. It will really feel like it's out of your comfort zone, but it will get the ball rolling in a new way and then bring the confident feelings and bring the motivation to keep that ball rolling. So please practice self-care now, even if you don't feel like you deserve it. By doing this, you will start to create those feelings of worthiness and confidence. And self-care actually builds strength and doing it can help you get to a place where you are able to trust yourself to know what you need. And it can get you to a place where you're able to rest and not feel guilty or where you can meet your own needs without worrying about what other people might think. So what if you were able to make a sustainable habit out of nourishing yourself? How might your life be different? And how might you feel in a life like this? My guess is this sounds good. So I encourage you to take those steps even if you don't feel ready. Now, I know that many of you are probably thinking like holy smokes, I do not have time for bubble baths and scented candles. This is an era of intense to-do lists. And during this pandemic, It's just an era of all-around intensity. So even if we understand the importance of self-care, the idea of making time for ourselves can feel overwhelming. But we cannot wait until we find the time for self-care. It will never happen. I want you to use the time you already have. And also don't feel bad about scheduling the time you need. But that is what you're going to have to do. You need to schedule it into your day. But also... What if there was a different way to look at it? Like, what if this whole self-care thing was not just another task on your to-do list that required alone time, but it was actually part of your average day? Or even better, what if your self-care made you enjoy your day more and left you with more resilience and more energy and more time? When you think of self-care in terms of luxurious spa days, it can be hard to fathom how, Self-care could be a regular type of your day, like that's not realistic. But I'm not trying to discourage this type of self-care, like I love a pedicure, like I love it. But the kind of self-care you can incorporate into your daily life has less to do with what you're doing and more to do with how you are doing things. What if we just use the time we're already using, but just spent it a little differently? And what if the results we got were way better for us? We can do this, and this type of self-care involves tuning into your needs as you move throughout your day, assessing what you need to feel centered, and then acting accordingly. If there are regular parts of your day that consistently leave you frustrated, let's examine those events and ask yourself, what do I need in these moments to feel centered? Then do whatever that answer is. This practice can, be, can bring self-care into your everyday life just by tweaking your normal routine and then eventually those changes make self-care a built-in part of your everyday life. So, for example, how are you starting your day? Are you already, already tired when you get up? Then you could practice self-care by going to bed earlier. And also assess why are you going to bed so late? Are there some tweaks you need to make to your nighttime routine? Is your morning routine frustrating? Are you always rushed? Ask yourself, tune in to yourself. What would you need to do differently in any of these situations to feel better? And do that thing. And guess what? Don't wait. Just start today. Are you listening to depressing news as you start your day? Then maybe you need to listen to uplifting music instead. Or just have quiet time, maybe that's what you need to feel refreshed as you start your day. Are you eating frosted flakes for breakfast and then feeling sluggish throughout the day? Maybe a green smoothie would be a better recipe for you. Maybe for example, just apropos of nothing, maybe you're waiting too long to get ready for the day. Like I may or may not be recording this at 4.02 in the afternoon while sitting here in my sweaty workout clothes. And guess what? I would have felt better if I had showered earlier because I know that I feel better when I take the time to get ready for the day and put on something that makes me feel like I look cute. So I need to go do that. I'm gonna go do that as soon as I am done with this. Are mealtimes especially stressful for you? Well, then maybe you need to prep food in advance so you aren't consistently feeding your family hot pockets for lunch. Or even better, put one of your kids in charge of lunch and take that off your plate completely. That's good for them to learn those skills and it's good for you because now you have a little extra time to spend in a way that is rejuvenating for you. So keep asking yourself, where can you make some small changes to your daily routine that would address and feed your personal needs? Moving to the end of the day, it's common to wanna chill with your favorite TV show and there is nothing wrong with that if that is refreshing to you. But do you feel good about spending your time like this? If so, great. If not, what could you do instead? read a book, read even a magazine, go for a walk, play croquet, that sounds delicious to me. What would feed your soul in a better way? We play a lot of frisbee in the evenings at my house, but I want to make sure you understand that you have the power to create a life that is delicious to you, and the number of tweaks that you can make to your day are endless. So I'm just talking about swapping what you're doing that is frustrating or draining to you with something that is restorative and rejuvenating. <clears throat> excuse me. This type of self-care doesn't take any extra time and is a great place to start for people who claim they don't have time for self-care. But I would also love to see you all get to the point where you are deliberately scheduling, <clears throat> excuse me, deliberately scheduling some self-care practices into your day. So these types of things could include hikes, time in nature, reading a book book or a magazine for an hour, sitting on the front porch and chatting with your neighbors and socially distancing, feeding your social needs, buying or picking some flowers, taking a walk that does not have a fitness goal, buying a cute face mask for yourself, watching a guilty pleasure TV show except not feeling guilty about it, taking a nap or even just a power nap, ordering in a dinner when you don't feel like cooking or asking somebody else to cook for you. Part of self-care is learning how to receive instead of just giving. What about watching funny YouTube videos? That is something that happens frequently at my house. But self-care is essential for everybody and it will look very different from person to person. But for all of us it should include creative pursuits, hobbies, time with loved ones, taking care of our spiritual and emotional needs as well as our physical bodies. And so ask yourself, are you taking care of these needs? Because if you're not, nobody else is going to take care of these needs for you. So maybe it's time to start doing that so you feel full and more able to care for others. And what this looks like is going to be very unique. I know some aspects of my husband's self-care sound like torture to me. He likes to ride his bike uphill to other counties like so far away spending like 10 hours sweating on a bike and he maybe is left physically worn out but emotionally very invigorated but for me I'd rather sit on my sofa than a bike and I know that about myself. So whether you are an introvert or an extrovert extrovert will be an important component to what your self-care needs look like. Don't fall into the trap of thinking that self-care is just one size fits all. It's not. Just listen to your inner voice to find out what makes you feel refreshed and do that thing. Sometimes we can't even hear our own inner voice because our mind is so wound up anticipating the needs of others. So you're going to need to listen carefully and listen often and then follow up on what you're hearing. It's a service to others as much as it is a service to yourself. When we take good care of ourselves, this puts us in a better position to serve the people we love. So self-care starts with giving yourself permission, so do that right now, and I am also giving you permission. In fact, I am imploring you to do it. It's good for you, and it's good for those around you, and it's important to be kind to yourself, and to allow good and nourishing things into your life. You are worth the investment. I found a quote from Katie Reed, and I don't know who she is, but she seems to get it. She said, self-care is giving the world the best of you instead of what's left of you. So go and do what it takes to make your days feel good to you. And I want to thank you guys for listening. And I look forward to connecting with you soon.